Talk to us now and go to the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Joe Hoft on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. And we are back. This is Joe Hoft on the Joe Hoft Show. Glad you are here. Glad you're with us. As I am every day, as we are every day here at tntradio.live. These uh, new podcasts are just going great. These live streams that we have here. And uh, thanks to to the entire team for putting this together. Unbelievable, uh, unbelievable evening and and day yesterday. So much information is flowing at us. It is. It's like a fire. It's just coming at us, coming at us. And uh, what what it is, is massive corruption. Massive corruption, massive corruption. Biden trying to destroy America over and over and over again. Maybe we could start off uh, with a a clip that we shared yesterday. It's a short clip. And it's uh, Joe Biden with his thoughts on how to save the country. Asylum asylum officers and over 100 cutting edge inspection machines to help detect and stop fentanyl coming on our southwest border. And that's Joe. That's his solution for the United States of America. How about that? You know, I mean, if you're China, Russia, Iran, are you concerned with this guy? Especially Iran. This has given him billions of dollars since Biden came in. This is the destruction of America. I keep saying it. It's so disgusting. It's just so gross. And it's very clear that the 2020 election was stolen. And we have more information every day. Every day. And, um, you know, we could start with that. and But lots of news. We got R- R- Rana Romney. Again, who's head of the RNC, who's just a a crooked little girl who I heard from Laura Loomer not you know, last week that that Arana charged her lip job uh, to the RNC that it was billed to the RNC. Now I don't I don't know any facts on that other than Laura Loomer Laura Loomer saying it, but I mean that was Rana. That's what she did with the uh, money coming to the RNC. She was blowing it left and right. Uh, the uh, there was a comparison that uh, Jim did at the Gateway Pundit where they compared the DNC to the RNC on some of these exquisite flights and all this. And of course, the RNC's got these billionaires flying them all over, which probably isn't included anywhere, but uh, and it should be. But uh, the the spending, the massive spending on extravagant things like flowers, massages, all this stuff with Ronna Romney McDaniel, and the fact that she uh, stabbed the American people in the back. The mega crowd, make America great crowd that forced President Trump and just wants America to be a better place. Should and, and, and what the hell is wrong with that? What the hell is wrong with that? As a matter of fact, with this massive corruption that's going on, it's uh, it's frightening what's what's happening in the U.S. It's not Joe Biden doesn't stand for make America great again. He stands for destroy this country that he hates. This is let's make money doing it. That's the that's Joe Biden. Uh, some of the stuff is just so appalling. You know, there's so much to say. There was a piece last week about this group that the uh, FBI uh, came out with, the DOJ, and they said uh, how um, this group had um, embezzled millions of dollars right before the uh, bankruptcy was filed in FTX. This one group, they even had a name for this group. That they had stolen money from FTX at, as they were filing for bankruptcy, millions to half a billion, half a billion dollars, they're saying. And uh, of course, it was a fantasy and a lie. It never happened. And um, and uh, they called this group El Swapo. That's how you know they're just full of it. And they come out with this, you know, BS report. And I wrote about a gateway, not a gateway pun, at johoff.com. Where I, I point out, no, nah, I'll, bet, I'll bet money this is all bogus. They did the same thing in 2020, trying to tie Russians to the Russia collusion. They indicted 14 Russians and three Russian companies. Problem was, one of those Russian companies hired lawyers, came to the U.S. and, and uh, was there for the uh, to, to fight in battle against the U.S. DOJ about this, you know, BS accusation that was made by the department of justice fbi and so they show up and uh, doj didn't know what was going on they didn't realize hey don't ever indict a company 
foreign company because they can send attorneys. Nobody from the company has to show their attorneys do, and you can't arrest them and throw them in jail. That was their strategy. Let's indict 14 people. We don't even know who they are to this day. We don't know where they are. We have no idea if they're even real people. But that's what they did in order to try to tie Russia collusion to President Trump. This is the massive, massive, disgusting corruption within our DOJ and FBI. These people are so grotesquely corrupt. It's unbelievable. It's frightening and it's sick. And these are the people that are running this country now that stole that 2020 election. Anyways, they they said El Swapo came in and stole $477 million. One of the comments from one of the readers was, does he look like this, uh, Hunter Biden? Uh, because uh, that's probably what really went on. We know that FTX was having calls or conference calls or something of the sort with the White House every day for like for, for period of time that ended uh on the day of the bankruptcy so you know where did this money really go really is el swapo who came up with that idea how much did they make in coming up with this narrative total garbage this is our doj fbi these are the people that are they're saying they're people of integrity they're taking average americans that showed up on january 6 2021 to the uh, capitol actually above the capitol up to, to the washington monument million people people there said biggest crowd they'd ever seen say hey this election was stolen this thing's this thing's garbage and um these people are sitting in prison now for walking through the capitol it's unbelievable one guy that i know a plumber said i'd like to know the water bill was that day and I'm like, what and, and this is the beauty about having real real diversity diversity in thought and experience this guy said, he's a plumber. He says, well, I was there. There were no porta potties. And how many people went in that Capitol to go to the bathroom? And I think it's an unbelievably great question. It would be great to know because there was this effort to force people into that Capitol. And if you go and look at the videos, nobody inside that Capitol was violent that, I, that I've seen. I've not seen a single event in that Capitol that was violent. These people walked through, treated it with, were picking up garbage. But that isn't the narrative that these crook, Broken DOJ FBI want us to know. It's uh, it's just uh, you know, it's just unbelievable. And another piece I put up at JoeHoff.com early this morning is about the corrupt head of the SEC. This guy used to be Hillary Clinton's CFO, is her chief financial officer for her campaign in 2016. He's as dirty as the day they is is as anything. I don't know what the phrase is. He's dirty. And he's been uh, running the SEC, and he's brought in all these corrupt people. One, one woman that's in, like, I believe she's head of uh, head of the uh, regulatory portion of the SEC, she's Peter Strzok's wife. Peter Strzok, of course, is the snake that was behind Russia collusion. That was a key player in all of it that we believe was not just FBI, but it was CIA as well. I've never had uh, anybody push back on that. So, you know, this is disgusting. And and he was finally uh, confronted, this Gary Gensler, uh, current SEC head, uh, by a senator from Ohio. And and he was he was grilled. He was he was asked, well, what about this guy? What about this guy? Because Gensler's trying to pretend like he's this non-biased individual. It's garbage. It's totally garbage. J.D. Vance destroyed him. And 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 but that doesn't matter. You know, you know, we think, oh, he destroyed him. All this stuff's great. They should be destroyed. They should be arrested. You can't destroy our company, our country this way. It's just, it's just such bogus stuff. And then we got Joe Biden here offering his advice on how we should handle uh, Gary Gensler and this FTX-related uh, entity, El Swapo. And here's here's uh, Joe Biden's thoughts on the subject. Asylum, of, asylum officers and over 100 cutting-edge inspe inspection machines help detect and stop fentanyl coming on our southwest border. There's Joe Biden. That's the man that they're saying is the president of the United States. That's the man that they're saying legally won the 2020 election. What's well, garbage? It's garbage. And uh, came up with a piece yesterday uh, that was first released at, on Twitter by Rasmussen Reports. And Rasmussen uh, 
crushed it. What they're saying is that Trump won the 2020 election. And I've done a similar analysis. This group uh, called the, uh, it's called the, what is it? The Heartland Institute. They really, and this, you can see this article also at joehoff.com. This group says that they looked at the analysis based on Rasmussen's study where they found that like one out of five people that handed in an absentee ballot, one out of five claim that they that they committed a crime basically of signing somebody else's name filling it out for somebody else whatever one out of five they took that data looked at the results of the 2020 election and they say if this is true trump won the election they said if only and this is at the 28 percent of which the respondents from the rasmussen poll they said at that level trump won all these swing states and then they say, well, if it, let's say it was a little less, a little less. They work their way down. It, it would have to be if they're around only 5% of the people said that. It's 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 uh, unequivocally they stole this election. Even at 5%, I think they said Trump and Biden would tie. Only if 3% of these people said that they committed a crime with these absentee ballots, only then would Joe Biden surpass Trump in these in these swing states. It's it's so much corruption. Here's just another more evidence that the 2020 election was absolutely stolen from President Trump. Now, I'll remind you, I've written three books on this subject. I encourage you to go out and get them if you haven't gotten them already. Uh, they're available at Amazon.com. Look up Joe Hoff. Look up The Steel, Joe Hoff. I got volumes one, two, and three. Thinking about coming out with a fourth one uh, because of the mess that we've uh, we've uh, uncovered uh, since the third story. But the first, the first book's about setting the stage and all the things they did to set up this broken and 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 corrupted election the second book is about all that happened the impossible occurs and the third book's about the cover-up how nobody was there to protect us after the steal had taken place as a matter of fact there was an effort to stop us while well, us election deniers tina peters yesterday was called that i saw in an article and uh and that's what that third book's all about. By the way, about Tina Peters, I, I, I heard from her yesterday. I was on a conference call where she explained what's going on. Tina's this sweet old gold mother mom, this gold, what do you call it? Gold, gold mother uh, mother who's, who lost her son who was in the military. And he was, I believe he was a Navy SEAL. He's a beautiful woman, and she's out in Colorado. And she, after the election, didn't think anything was wrong. She ended up saying, somebody said some stuff to her. So she, they checked into it. They found this doesn't make sense. They took a snapshot of their uh, system after the after and before the system was updated by the corrupt Secretary of State, this Democrat George Soros back uh, Secretary of State, who Tina then ran against and had her election stolen in the primary. And uh, anyways, uh, Tina gets arrested for for doing that. They were supposed to go to trial this week, and she gets COVID, and she gets on she gets on the phone, and they say uh, to her um, uh, two days ago, something like that. The, the the prosecuting attorneys were livid. She wants to change attorneys, and she's got COVID, and they're saying you're just making this up. Blah 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 blah. And so they she the the scenario was not good. She had to come back yesterday. And yesterday morning, they eventually moved the trial to July. What had happened was the prosecutor, these monsters and the prosecuting attorneys went after her and said, you need to show your face because it was a Zoom call. So she she, she turns on her her video so that you can see her. She's got her head down. And and the, the, this thing goes on. And then, the, and then the prosecutors go, you need to show your face. And so she lifts up her head and she said, right then, it's like a massive bloody nose occurred, just boom, just came down, shocked everybody. Uh, as a result, basically, the judge uh, said, no, we're going to move this thing to July. This lady, Tina's not, not somebody that's going to lie. She's a very honest, beautiful woman. And uh, thanks to a nosebleed, uh, they've moved this now to July. She's got all sorts of evidence of fraud. And we got more evidence this morning, and I put it up just now at joehoff.com, again, coming from Rasmussen and, and another group, basically, that the deep state committed treasonous acts in the 2020 election by going along with this narrative that, that we needed to do mail-in ballots because it would it, COVID would be out of hand uh, without it. It was a total lie. And they knew it, and there's evidence for that that's just come out. These people that were saying it was the most secure election ever, 
lied to us. Surprise, surprise. So unbelievable stuff. I tell you what, we're going to catch up here in the next segment with a good friend and somebody who knows as much about elections as maybe anybody in this country. Emerald Robinson will be with us. We'll uh, we'll rehash and, and unravel all of this that's going on right now. It's big stuff. So thanks for listening. We'll be right back on The Joe Hoff Show. TNT's Patrick Henningsen. Hamza Dahoud was the eldest son of the Gaza Bureau for Al Jazeera, while Dahoud, who previously lost other family members in Israeli bombing raid. And we would say that this is probably, in terms of conflicts, uh, this many journalists have been lost, uh, killed, injured in the whole of the Second World War, and that lasted uh, a number of years. And only in the last three months are we scraping 100 on the uh, journalist uh, fatality list, which is coming fast and furious out of Gaza. Patrick Henningsen on today's News Talk TNT. Radio works because of its ability to personalize to the listener. What's exciting these days is that people are rediscovering it. You know, people are really rediscovering just how powerful radio is, how ubiquitous it is. It's in our cars, it's in our homes. There are so many new ways to access it. It's everywhere. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. The Net Zero Con will leave millions of citizens dependent on state handouts. It isn't a theory. It's an agenda. There is no climate emergency. On air 24-7. This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. We are back. This is Joe Hoff from The Joe Hoff Show. And as I mentioned before the break, I'm just honored and thrilled to have with us again uh, my friend and the the excellent, uh, absolutely, uh, tremendously intelligent Emerald Robinson. Emerald, welcome to the show. Thanks, Joe. Your your introductions are my favorite. I won't lie. <laughs> well, it's from the heart, so hopefully that that uh, hopefully you feel that as well. So so happy to have you here. Uh, there's so much to talk about. We just right now, just like so much to talk about. Maybe we should start with the uh, kind of semi breaking news that Rana Romney McDaniel is going to be leaving the uh, RNC. What do you what do you think of that? Not a moment too soon, right? Uh, I, I think I had a, tw- a social media, a Twitter follower say you, Trump should have done that in 2018, pushed for her to move on after the failed midterm elections in, in his presidency. And I absolutely agree. It became pretty clear after that that she was not working in the best interest of uh, conservatives and Republican voters that only became more apparent in 2020. And look, I spent a lot of time talking to Ronna McDaniel in 2020. I I, don't, I probably interviewed her half a t- dozen times that year. And I asked her every single time, Joe, what are you doing about these mail-in ballots? What are you doing about these COVID uh, restriction protocols that they're putting in place before the election? Because they were, they were telling everyone exactly what they were going to do. There were multiple articles in May of that year where Stacey Abrams was quoted as saying, you know, we're you're not going to know the the results on election night. Boy, look how Georgia went down. She knew. And I can tell you, Joe, they had nothing in place. She kept saying, oh, yes, we're responding to these friendly lawsuits across the country. We've got our team of lawyers on it. We're on top of it. They absolutely were not. They got caught flat footed on election uh, November 4th, the, the day after the election, when there was clear that all kinds of shenanigans went on. They did not have lawyers. The lawyer she did have there wanted to move on saying that being in the opposition was good for fundraising. Uh, So this didn't come a moment too soon. I I do think, though, I'm not sure it would have happened had it not been for Jennifer Van Lahr's red state reporting on the the funding and what she was spending money on. And then she compared it to what the DNC was spending money on. And they were actually focused on voting, get out the vote initiatives or, you know, ballot harvesting or trying to do something about the election, whereas that was not great. Right. But Rana wasn't doing anything to respond. The amount she spent on flowers was just egregious. And and, and look, they didn't want to win. It was never about winning. It was amazing to watch someone lose that much and continue to stay in place and not suffer for it. I just wonder what direction they're going. I think it was in the New York Times throughout um, in, in North Carolina, Michael Watley's name. I know in the background, there had been some talk about maybe Linda McMahon 
coming on as a co-chair because she would be great for fundraising, but also very much in line with the America First agenda. And people really like her. Um, I've interviewed her a couple of times, but some of the the true Trump loyalists from the administration thought that would be good. But I don't know. It seems right. I asked a couple of Trump people, Trump team members, how hopeful they were. And they're like, well, remains to be seen, doesn't it? So mm-hmm. I don't know. But at least she's gone. Yeah, I, I mean, it can't, I feel like it can't be worse. I'm almost afraid to say that these days, but I don't think it can be worse. Mm-hmm. You know, I met that. a lady. Yeah, I met a lady who, who survived the Holocaust and beautiful lady. She's passed away now. He showed me the tattoo. And I think it was on her shoulder. And um, he said each one of these events that would occur, they'd say, well, it can't get any worse than this. <laughs> they shift them off, you know, in rail cars. And it kept and it was it was, you know, every time it was just more. She went from from Auschwitz to Dachau. And that's where she was finally, you know, saved. But she said, I'll never say that saying again. You know, so I'm kind of that stuck with me hearing her story. I, uh, I, you know, I agree with everything you're saying, and I'm amazed at all these people that you've met and talked to. But it's hit me, Rana Romney, Daniel. Mitt Romney yeah. has been one of the biggest snakes uh, in the Republican Party ever. He's so disgusting. He tried to be Secretary of State after bad mouthing Trump. And um, and I'm so glad Trump never brought him in. But what a snake. And then Trump even supported him as a Senate run. This guy is so disgusting. He's stepping aside. Now his niece, Ronna Romney, is stepping aside. Laura Loomer said last week on Bannon that she heard that even her lips that she had done even charged that to the RNC. Well, I asked Jen Van Lahr about that specifically on my show on Friday when she joined us. I, I, I asked, is there a line item that is for the lip filler. And she did distill it down to one med spa. And there was $12,000, I believe she said, spent at that particular med spa. When you look at the services, she feels like that's probably did go then that the, 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 you know, donors paid for her lip filler and probably what, you know, the Botox and whatever else she had done to her face based on that line item. That's unbelievable. I mean, yeah. it, and it's really bad. So, I mean, at least she looks better, but it was really bad. <laughs> no kidding. I'm not a fan of hers from the start. I mean, well, she's maybe lost some weight. She used to be a pretty big girl, uh, at least in 2020, as I recall. But uh, I'm just not a fan of hers in any regard. The um, just because of the failures, and for me, after 2020, like you said. She was nowhere to be found. She would not stand up for election integrity. Her response was just very, very lukewarm, if best, and then then moved on. And that's all we got to move on. And she played that really well for somebody that didn't want to do anything. And it, and, it, and it showed. And then, you know, they're still coming after us, calling us election deniers. I saw yesterday, for example, Tina Peters uh, is facing this trial in um, Colorado. Because she stood up and and did some things, made some snapshots, took some copies of the, the machines in her di- in her district, I guess, maybe county, and um, in Colorado, and the images she took differed from the images after there was some sort of upgrade that was done by the state, and that for that she's being charged and with multiple felonies, and she's trying to move her case. She she eventually did. They did move it yesterday, but. Um, Where's where's Rana supporting her? Where are these people that are supporting these many people that have been attacked? Even President Trump, why aren't they supporting him in any way? It's um, it's unbelievable to me. Where's where's the where's the? There's been nobody there, nobody home. Well, look, the 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 party, the RNC had has been captured by the donors, right? It's not really representative of the voters or people who register for the Republican party, it's the donors. And by and large, those donors didn't really like Donald Trump and they have a certain direction that they want Congress to go that may not be what you would typically call an America first agenda. So we will see who the next, you know, what leadership looks like and how much they're influenced by these donors. it's hard to take away when it's been captured like that. It's hard to break away. So I'm maybe not expecting massive changes, 
but even a little bit of change would be good. I mean, there's still so much work to do before the 2024 elections if Republicans want to stand a chance at all. I mean, not a lot has changed and they're really the RNC has not been involved in the fight at all, really, to shore up election security, quote unquote, and they'll pay lip service to paper ballots or getting rid of the machines, but not there's been no focus there whatsoever. And again, it just shows um, I had a good conversation with Ryan Gerdusky, who has been very successful in the school board races uh, with his strategy. He He's the founder of the 1776 pack, and they were particularly instrumental in uh, the change at school board in Miami-Dade County. Remember when that happened during the midterm elections? And and he had an excellent book that he wrote called They're Not Listening, talking about the elites in our society. And I thought, boy, well, this week is just a prime example of that. You can get better examples with what happened with the Senate trying to push this joke of a border bill that would legalize the border invasion and 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 hand tie tie the hands of, say, a p- potential President Trump again. Right. Try to hamper the executive branch from actually doing anything to fix the border invasion. And uh, it, it's just widespread a- across all institutions that are s- supposedly Republican. But anytime you see someone get ousted, I mean, look, Speaker Johnson has not been what people had hoped for, right? When they when they voted to to vacate the chair with McCarthy, it's just very hard to take back ground. But I think that people still have to try and hold them accountable when they're not representing the people. And finally, she's out. But we'll we'll see what happens. Everyone, I mean, my phone is just blowing up. It was blowing up last night. Everybody's wondering what's going to happen because they are so hopeful. Right, that someone will come in and maybe step up to the plate, but we'll see. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I uh, yeah, I'm with you all the way on all that. The thing that really hits me is, yeah, we're on our own. This is, I, you know, I wrote three books on the election, and my third book, I started looking. Okay, what was law enforcement after the election? After this fraud occurred. Well, they prevented us from walking into uh, the Philadelphia yeah. Center for three days. Uh, we now know more information on George or on uh, Michigan. Well, they they had evidence of massive uh, voter roll, um, I'd say corruption, and they they turned the other way. It went all the way to Bill Barr, and he turned the other way. So then we went to the courts and even the Supreme Court throughout the Texas case. It's like I said, you don't have standing. The president of the United States and some 26 or whatever states and how many others are on this case, they didn't have standing in this election. We all had standing. It was, they, you know, and we're seeing it today with the southern border and all of Biden's policies. And then uh, then moving on to legislatures. We had Rudy told me he went around all these legislatures. And without exception, there was two or three Republicans that weren't going to do anything. And that filled the whole effort because the margins were so slim in these legislatures. So uh, nobody's there for us. And it's certainly not the RNC. I think I, I get real disgusted. I don't even, I don't personally... I don't call myself a Republican. I call myself a conservative. I, I love America. I want to save this country. Yeah. This Republican Party has been a mess. And the elites, and maybe you've seen this too, across the country. I went to this Lindell event in Springfield the last two years. The one, the last one, I talked to a lot of people from various states. And without exception, everyone said, yeah, but we got these rhinos here that are, you know, that are, aren't helping us, that they're voting for Democrats. They're, you know, they're just not on our side. And it's all over the place. It's, in a, it's an epidemic in the Republican Party. And I, and quite frankly, Rana uh, and Mitt uh, were, were two of those characters. So there's a big yeah. fix that needs to be done there with the GOP. Yeah, there, there certainly is. And I, I hear more people say exactly what you said. And it, it's interesting. I was actually, I live in more of a blue area, kind of a red pocket surrounded by a sea of blue. And um, I was at an event, and it's actually rare to catch me at an event, um, a couple of weeks ago. And it was interesting because there had been a lot of people who were in the political sphere, had worked on lots of different campaigns. Um, and there were what used to be self-identified Democrats, and then what I'm learning used to be self-identified Republicans. A lot of people just feel that the parties don't represent them or, or their values at all. And in talking to the Democrats who have went independent, some really interesting thinkers, it is about the lack of adherence to the Constitution or the crackdown on freedoms and censorship. And though, you know, I think on the the climate issue, there might still be some disagreement, right? 
and I definitely disagree on the, the climate issue with them. There was definitely a good conversation about where they want their the country to head. And it's it's in the direction we want for the most part. So there's dissenting from both parties. Um, I think that's encouraging. Is there enough people to actually make change and enough people doing enough to make change? I mean, that that's yet to remain to be seen. But there was a lot of commonality in how we felt about our parties not representing us and not being able to say, hey, I'm I'm a Republican or, hey, I'm a Democrat. And, you know, this whole push about abortion has lost a lot of them, too. The whole like abortion till the end of term and the just, you know, abortion on demand. It was interesting to hear some of them not be in agreement with that when they, you know, even suggest that they're slightly pro-choice. And they had identified as a Democrat before. So we're definitely seeing a sea of change in our country amongst just the regular people and even some of the scholars, you know, these, I would not necessarily say this is an average American going, any of these people were just average Americans trying to feed their families and going to jobs. These are people who have been involved in the political sphere or scholars. And you're hearing them say that. And I was surprised by some of the people that I saw there and met. That's interesting. Yeah. I think that uh, the independent vote is really, really important. And I just saw Rasmussen a week ago, or maybe over the weekend, so really only a few days ago, came out with some polling that they did on the southern border. And and the question was, you know, is this really an important issue, something like that? And it was like 60% response that said yes. And then they say, and that's Democrats. Independents were at like 70%. So, and then, and then is it yeah. an invasion? Both both Democrats and independents were greater than 50% saying, yes, this is an invasion. This is unreal. It's a disaster and people can see it. But that independent vote to me sways a lot with the conservatives. It's, it, you know, not necessarily Republicans, but with the conservatives. If you look at the results, yeah, what, what do you I think? Agree. Well, I think it, we have to have an actual fair election. A not rigged election for the independent vote to really, really matter. Um, but I do agree with you. I think they're trending toward more of the conservative side. So if you could clean up the elections, it would be no question as to what would happen in the 2024 election. Um, but it's getting it's getting the elections cleaned up. And I want to ask you, since we're having this conversation, I am a bit encouraged in that it does seem that the Washington establishment, the corporate media, the 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 I would say the national security state even seems to be very concerned that Donald Trump will win the 2024 election. So to me, that suggests that perhaps there has been progress made on the election security front. Now, I personally don't feel like it's enough, but for some reason, they are concerned. It, it seems to me, which means they think he can win. And these are people who were involved in rigging the 2020 election and the corporate media, media that covered up the rig, they're still and were complicit with it. Do you get that same sense? Are you encouraged by seeing that? Um, I could be a Debbie Downer, I guess. I, I just really think, like you've said earlier, okay. there hasn't been enough to fix this. And this was really should have been the number one job of Romney McDaniel. She could have said, we are going to fix this. Yeah. I assure you, this will never happen again. And she didn't come close to doing that. She went and fixed her lips, the Botox. That was her important thing. Order some flowers, things like that. This is the most important thing. You've already said it, but I don't see the action in this regard changing much. And it's very concerning. And I, you know, you and I both looked at this election stuff, maybe as as much as anybody. Where you know, we really know what's going on. And, and I'm really concerned about that. So why are they saying this about Trump? My thoughts as you were talking is, well, part of it is because they never believed the election was stolen in the first place. And they can see that Biden's numbers are in the tank. I mean, the guy's lost. So that's part of it. But then, I, you know, I don't know. Is it to give us encouragement? Is it to give us, maybe it's a tactic. And I'm, I'm, I'm oh. serious. I'm just so deep state. Maybe it's a tactic, tactic to prevent us from, from, Getting things fixed, thinking we're going to have it in the bag. It could be. It could be because that's they've done that in the past, right? The the storm is coming. They constantly put out that psyop, you know, through the Trump years to keep people from really from asking why there was no accountability because they thought it was always coming. So you looked at Bill Barr and people looked at Bill Barr and they thought, oh well, he's he's definitely doing something, right? 
There's he's definitely doing something. We've had all these changes. They're definitely, definitely on it. Hillary Clinton, Fusion GPS, Bruce Orr, they're all going to be held accountable in the end. They're, we're just waiting. They're playing 5D chess. And there was no 5D chess. Kept telling people there's no 5D chess. There is nothing going on. These people are totally getting away with it. And this is while Trump is in office. Um, so I, I, that's a great point. I am very concerned about that. And that's what, I mean, we keep seeing that in Congress, right? I think with this, the weaponization committee, sure, we've learned some things, but there's also some areas that they won't touch that are very important, particularly as it relates to January 6th. They don't want to bring that up. They don't want to really dive into that and do the, can, the kind of the committee hearings that the Democrats did including the Democrats, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger. And even with this weaponization stuff and, and, and what we'll see today, you know, from the, the National Science Foundation, it's just enough, right, to make them look like they're doing something. And they'll stay away from certain areas and certain people. Notice, and I, I put this out on Twitter yesterday, they haven't, I don't think they've called you all in to testify from the Gateway Pundit, right? You're one of the groups no. that was majorly censored. I haven't heard Amen. from anyone, and I know that my my the documents related to me have been left out of the public dump. Um, a lot of the great people who were banned from Twitter throttled on Facebook. I mean, they didn't ban me, but yeah. they throttled me, and they made it tough to even get into my account. They acted like it was a a, a, a government issued ID issue, and that was just totally false. Um, they created all these barriers where I can't get into my Facebook account. Um, we're still throttled. Let's be honest. We're not getting the traffic we should get. And I know it because I watched mm -hmm. my numbers roll back. The views, there's no way yeah. you unview a video on Twitter, right? And they mm -hmm. haven't had they haven't had any of us in yet. They'll get, you know, and I, I, I like Mike Taibbi. I don't have an issue with him. Um, Michael Schellenberger, I'm a little bit more skeptical of. They'll have those leftists in to come and talk about it. But they're, I think they're moving the goalposts away from saying this was really about conservative censorship because it was. It was about conservative censorship. And they have these leftists coming in and saying, oh, this is really, really bad. And they also are very careful to kind of push it away from the CIA, right? And when that comes up, it kind of gets, you know, well, we're not really talking about that. So I, I, I am just not real pleased with what I see even out of the weaponization committee. Oh, and just to tell you, um, with the weaponization committee, when they started doing their hearings, they didn't have the main whistleblowers who had sacrificed their careers and the safety of their families. And remember the New York Post reporting that came out before the 2022 midterms. And these guys were blown up. They blew up their FBI careers to tell people what was going on. After the midterm elections, months went by and they didn't hear from Jim Jordan's office or the weaponization committee. And then they started doing hearings and they didn't call them in to publicly testify. And many of them, even the names that were not publicly known were willing to publicly testify, Joe, and they hadn't heard it. And we, I reached out, we reached out to Jim Jordan's office and they said, oh yeah, we, we've been in touch. And we knew that wasn't true. And then they got in touch with them that day. Mm -hmm. So unless you're That's constantly unreal. hounding them, they don't want to do it. Even while they're trying to get out there and pretend to do something, they don't, they don't want to do it. They're all just so... Mm captured you have to force their hand you have to to make such noise until ronna yeah. mcdaniel has to go you know there has to be great reporting like jen venlar does or like you all have done on the fbi and what they knew and what they suppressed about the election stealing and the mm. interference and what and doing anything they were covering it up mm. right and you have mm. to constantly put that out there and you have to constantly hammer jim jordan and say well have you talked to these people are you going to talk to these people are you going to bring this up for them to actually do it Absolutely. You're spot on. It's like I saw this great piece by J.D. Vance hammering Hillary's former CFO from her campaign in 2016, Gensler, who somehow makes it to the top of the SEC. He's running the SEC, he brings in all these crooks with him, I'd say crooks. Peter Strzok's wife is one of the top people in the SEC. There's going to be working on uh, regulations and compliance. It's like, what you can't make this stuff up. He's so corrupt. And Vance was right, but nothing gets done. And then at the end, Vance says, well, there's two sides of this story or something. Republicans never do anything. Good people, we're not gonna, we're not gonna abuse the law to freaking uh politically do stuff, at least most of us anyways. But they keep getting away with it. There's a there's a piece out today and I put it up uh 
this morning at, at the website joehoff.com. And it's about the CISA after the election. And Rasmussen Reports comes out and they're sharing this uh, article from America First Legal. And they're saying this, here's, the, here's some points, listen to this. CISA knew that it, the in-person voting did not increase the spread of COVID. They knew that mail-in voting was less secure. They nevertheless supported the policy changes to encourage unprecedented widespread mail-in voting. CISA performed uh, or formed the EIP, that group that you're talking about, to censor any of us that were saying anything. By the way, like you're right, Gateway Pundit was, rec was hit more than anybody times two. Number two was Breitbart. Okay, we put we had like 45 hits, and I believe a lot of those were mine because after the election, I was just from an auditing perspective saying this ain't right, this ain't right, this ain't right. And I was getting incredible tips from really smart people around the country saying, hey, look at this, look at this. And and we were just crushing it. They had to stop us. And they and now we know the sis is behind it and perhaps was even funding it. He says they formed it. And and then uh CISA broadly monitored social media to detect unapproved narratives. Even total narratives, not just tweets, but narratives had, had to be shut down. And and this is what they did to us. And 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 Rasmussen is saying the treason to interfere with the US election is this treason. They knew it, they lied about it. And I can you can still picture that Krebs guy with the long hair hippie guy. Looks like he just got out of a room with Hunter Biden saying this is the Chad most Wolf's secure election friend. ever. Yeah. Who's who's best friend? Chad Chad Wolf's former head of Department oh, of really? Homeland Security that's still being teed up to potentially be in the um, Trump administration again. Yeah, I asked. I asked I, I asked people at, at DHS when all this was going on and he was being out there saying, oh, you know, this is the most, where did this guy come from? And uh, several of them told me, well, it was Chad Wolf's best friend. And they're, they're, they're buddy, buddy. Um, and also, just speaking of Chris Krebs, I have an email from a DHS official, it was in November of 2020, right after he said that, you know, literally after he went out on TV and then he was fired, um, that saying that he never had the authority to say that, that that's not even in his wheelhouse. He's not an expert on that. And plus, CISA doesn't deal with domestic issues of election at all. It was only about cyber or foreign interference and that they didn't do any kind of audit to to back up that statement. I have a very detailed email uh -huh. from a DHS senior official saying that. Wow. Wow. That's huge. That's just huge news. But you have what Rasmussen is saying. Some of these points they just uncovered now, just through some FOIAs, they were able to find this stuff. CISA knew. They knew that this was going to steal the election. There was no need yep. to do some of this stuff. Yet they pushed it, hit it, and then targeted us you and me for saying anything about the corruption in that election. And it was so corrupt. It's unbelievable. It was stolen as a result. And look at our Southern border today as a result. Look, Joe Biden can't even talk anymore. It's it, And he's running for president. I mean, these people are, they're, they're laughing at us. You know, they laugh at us. Yeah. They hold us in such contempt. They don't even care. I I, I, you know, it, it's 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 hard to talk about, and we are going to you you're, you keep bringing up um, the Rasmussen reporting, and they did that as in partnership, I think, or they're featuring Heartland Institute. Just to let you yeah. know, your viewers know, we do have um, the Heartland Institute with us today in the show to go through that report that Rasmussen's been keying up for the last twenty four hours in great detail because I think it's very important, and we're we're not letting go. Twenty twenty is not over. You can't move on. No. You can't get to twenty twenty four without without fixing 2020 well that's it and and that's the that's the concern then we've got we still have machines in place i'm i'm in agreement we need to get rid of them i think i maybe mentioned to you before we had this girl on my show from italy she walks in with her her little pamphlet or whatever and uh has as somebody uh hands it over with an id goes and votes this is her local school comes back paper ballot puts it in a box, comes back, they stamp her book, they give her back her ID, she leaves by 10 o'clock at night, they all know the winner. I have a sister that was in the Iowa caucus, first, I don't know if it was her first, first time, but her and her husband both went, went there at 6.30 at night here a couple you know, weeks ago. Um, there were some discussions on the candidates, blah, 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 then they voted. Uh, they voted, they voted for Trump, I believe, and then they handed it in, Trump went, they count right in front of everybody, Trump wins, it's over, they're out of there by 8 o'clock. Okay. 
This is not this is not hard stuff. This is the way the rest of the world does it. We've been scammed to believe that these machines are are, are somehow secure. They're not. They're terrible. And, and and being a former corporate auditor and executive, we never would have had this. If we had a system that was not secure, that we knew was not secure, it's out, it's gone right now. There's no hesitation. It would the message would be we found the system is not secure, or we even have concerns that it's not secure, and we're taking it out of production right now until we can be, you know, convinced that that it's that it's secure and working properly. That's how you handle stuff like this. Not with our elections. So can I ask you a question? Because I know you all have done an excellent job of covering Curling versus Raffensperger. And I I, I loved um, the from the courtroom uh, reporting that you got from, I believe, Amber Connor. It was great. Um, some There's some suggestion that out there that this what the, the plan is for the Curling versus Raffensperger, what they're really pushing for is to keep the status quo, though, to still kind of keep the machines. But. I mean, what sense are you getting from the curling versus Raffensperger and how this is going to have any effect, if at all, on Georgia and voting machines? Mm. Well, um, I find that here's here's what I think. I just this is my thoughts, just Joe's thoughts only. They so take it for what it's worth. They um, the the systems, you know, they suck. We shouldn't be using them at all. I think we all know that. And uh, what I think. They might do is is you know they're they're throwing Dominion under the bus. They gave him this big payment from Fox News, basically said, okay, you've done your job. Now you can go and move on. But we're moving on to new things. And what we found is that there's this new system uh, software that's available now through companies like No Ink, K N O W I N K, and others that provides other ways of manipulating uh, elections. And they can you can create a ballot, you can create a uh, and register a voter uh, uh, somebody on a voter roll. You can you get election night uh, reporting. You can tell up to date what's going on. They're the same companies that are pushing these poll pads that are all electronic that are connected to something. And and otherwise, how would you know if somebody already voted in another precinct? All this stuff is in place now. It's over here, and nobody's talking about it. And when we do, we get targeted. So I think that's their scheme. They're going to move to this, and then they're going to say, see, we got rid of the machines. And it's just my theory, and I may be way off, but they may say something like, well, we got rid of the machines, and look, Trump's still lost. He's just not popular. And that's just a lie. So I don't know. Could be. Maybe maybe not. Yeah, I worry about that as well. If it's not just going to paper ballots and hand counting, then I, I don't trust it. I don't trust it. Amen. And I think that's and same day and, and voting, no drop boxes. Yeah, election day only. That was the thing about Italy too. You, you vote on election day, I mean whatever eight and eight and nine o'clock or whatever it is, and you know eight in the morning to nine at night, whatever it is. The only people that get mail in ballots are the military. They're protected. I'm sure, you know hopefully I, that was the thing I wrote about this in one of my books. Our, our our strongest and our weakest were targeted by the left during this election. Yeah. Our military votes were all stolen. And they went into these old, you know, old folks' homes and they found these people that can't even talk. Kind of like Joe Biden, almost. Maybe not, maybe he's not that bad yet. I bet a lot of them are more coherent than Joe Biden, actually. I'm telling you. And they voted for them. And so so the weakest and strongest were targeted. Everybody was targeted. And um, you know, so we've got to uh, so yeah, absentee votes are obviously a big issue as well. Machines, absentee votes. As a matter of fact, I can tell you this, Emerald. We did a study here. I put together a team because I was worried. It's like you know, nothing's getting done. We've got a couple of real sharp people on this team, and we we did this. We we said, okay, here's all the activities we think should happen in an election. We uh, t- controls we're calling them. Five hundred and like twenty controls that are summarized by like a hundred sub processes and about thirteen processes. So a process would be voter registration, something like that. We have all these controls. And when we looked at them, we said, okay, how many are in place? Only a third are in place today. A third. Wow. And in the corporate world, you have to have a thousand percent. They all have to be in place. It's deemed a significant control. And we had thousands that we would look at in a multinational that I worked at. Thousands around the world all had to be in place and working properly. We would test them. And yet we're not, we've got a third that are in process, two thirds that aren't. I mean, this is, 
it's insanity what we're putting up with here. Yep. It is. It's definitely insanity if you do it all over again. The definition of well, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And we've got it, you know, and God bless Trump for what he's doing. I'm yeah, I'm behind him as as, as I've always been. I've never seen anybody persecuted like him ever, really. I've never I I can't, you know, I'm sure there's been some people really wrongly uh, you know, that suffered on this earth. But man, Trump has gotten it from all directions. These court cases are bogus. He's being accused of raping a woman that can't even say the date, month, or year. It's just the stuff he's had to put up with. And he fights on. I, I'm He's, you know, I just think uh hat tip to that guy as well. Well, he was a person who didn't have to put up with it. He was leading a charmed life. He, he, he had the world by the tail until he poked the bear and continues to poke the bear you know i i don't think they would have left him alone even after 2020 because they had such a fear of him ever coming back and his influence on the american public but it might not have been this bad if he just went and retired at mar-a-lago and played golf all the time but you know he didn't have to have this level of persecution he wasn't a person who it was just going to happen no matter what He's a person who it happened to because he tried to do something to fix the country. So you have to admire that. Mm -hmm. And I think he said, I've heard him say something like this, that he's running now because he would have walked away, you know, but knowing that this thing was stolen, it's like, man, my job's not done. We got to get this stuff fixed. So I admire that as well. And it, and it needs to be fixed. I'm, I, you know what, Emerald, I'm praying for miracles. Praying for miracles. Ah, we, we really need them. We need them. And uh, yep. you never know what might happen. So, anyways. You don't because 2016 was a total surprise to everyone. So, you just don't know. I, I know there's a lot of people who feel like throwing in the towel and giving up. But, and I, and they say, well, prayers, you know, prayers, but you have to pray and you do have to act too. You know, God expects us to do our part, but I'm definitely praying while trying to highlight the truth as well and you know hoping i can do my part in in trying to achieve change and a better a better result hey man and you're doing a great job let me just give you a hat tip as, as well. are you thank you and god bless and thanks for everything appreciate you joining us again it's an honor having you take care have a great day you too. appreciate it and we'll be back tomorrow on the joe hoff show